This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. I'm excited about this morning. And you will see at the end of service, we're actually going to do what we're going to be looking at the Word about. And I just, this is a continuation, you know, we've been in a series hands and feet, and, um, and it's the power of your story. And I, I was sharing with uh, Pastor Rob, I, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, I actually, the Lord dropped in uh, a revelation uh, about it from the woman with the issue of blood. I'd never seen this before, so I'm excited to give you some uh, fresh bread. Say fresh bread. Now, if you want to put some butter on it, that's, that's up to you. But um, I'm going to give you the bread this morning. <laughs> so we're going to jump on the end. In Acts chapter 20, verse 32, it says, So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. Say, build you up. And give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. So the Apostle Paul is saying there are words of grace that are able to build you up and strengthen you. And the, these words of grace that many times we think it just has to be Scripture, but it could be somebody sharing their testimony about Scripture and it will edify, it will build, it will strengthen you because it's the grace of God. And that's what uh, the Apostle Paul is talking about. He's talking about the grace of God is able to build you up. So when you are, are sharing what God has done in your life, you're not only building yourself up, you're building someone else up. But you're building yourself up to receive the inheritance that God has already purchased through Christ and through that finished work at the cross testifying of the grace of God. And when we talk about grace, we know it's available for every person. So no one's left out. No matter who you talk to, who you share with, the grace of God is available to each person, to every person on this planet. Then Revelations chapter 19, verse 10 says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of uh, of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And, and what this means is my testimony about Jesus, what he's done in my life, is prophesying or declaring to the person I'm sharing with that God will do it for them. That God will do it again. Because grace is available to everyone. So he's saying, look, you are speaking a prophecy to a person. You're prophetically speaking that their future can be changed. Their now can be changed as they receive the words of grace. So that's the reason I've said before, if I hear a testimony and I like that testimony and they'll fit into my life, I just take hold of it. Oh, that's mine. Because I know if God will do it for one, he'll do it for another. I know that he's no respecter of persons. That he loves me as much as he loves Jesus. And I have no problem understanding that he'll do anything for Jesus. But the word of God says he loves me like he loves Jesus. 
Let that just soak in your brain for a little bit. Maybe I will give you a little butter. That was a little butter for your bread. Your story is prophetic in nature because it's speaking change into a person's life or future. Testimony in, in, in the Hebrew, the, the root is do it again. Do it again. Whatever prophecy or whatever good thing God has done for someone, that's the reason I didn't take the Old Testament. And there might be something in the Old Testament, so that's an old covenant, but there, I like that verse. I, I like that. I just grab hold of it. New Testament, it says it's built on better promises. We have a better covenant, but I, boy, I like that one. I just grab hold of it. It's mine. Because grace is available to all and needs no respecter of persons. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Or I'm going to say it like this. The power of life and death is in your story. Is your story, is it full of death or is there life there? Your tongue, is you, it, it's attached to you in case you don't know it. And when you show up at work Monday, now you're on holiday tomorrow. Tuesday, your tongue comes with you. Is it bringing life or is it bringing death? Is it complaining and moaning and groaning? Or is it saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. I make a choice to rejoice and be glad in it. It says the, wheel, the, the fields are white to harvest. Think about this. The harvest is waiting one's life for your story of grace to impact and influence someone's life. His power's not been diminished. It's not running out. His word is spirit and life. Promises are yes and amen in Christ. So I hear a testimony of Jesus. I know it's prophecy to me. I receive it. It's mine. How many have ever received off of someone else's testimony? Boy, it's, it's unlimited. There's so many good testimonies out there. Right? Grab hold of one. The same is true of prophetic word. If the Lord's given the word to somebody, you like that word, take hold of it. Now, you got to take hold of it. You know, if they're getting a specific word about their calling and, you know, you're going to play in the NBA, you will play for the Memphis Grizzlies, you will win the first national championship for them, you know, no, it's not going to happen. I thought I was going to play in the NBA. Oh, God put me in the NBA. Well, that wasn't his plan, that was my plan. I mean, all I needed was to, to grow about six or seven more inches and to have my vertical jump increase by about 30 inches. We got to find out what God wants us to do. And that's when people start thinking we're crazy. Well, I believe I'm going to be the greatest guitarist I ever played. Have you practiced saying, no, I don't even have a guitar. I just believe. That's Looney Tunes. That's goofy. Don't be a Looney Tune. Be a son or daughter of God. 
In Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 through 22, Mark chapter 5, 25 through 34, and Luke 8, 43 through 48, is three, the three Gospels to have the story of the woman with the issue of blood. And what I did, I went through and just put them all together. So we're just going to read it together. And uh, it will and go through it. Because there's parts in each one that are principles and things that we can gain insight from and understanding. Now, I'm, I'm talking about the power of your story, but also there's a message of faith in here about how to receive from God. So it says, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who had spent all her livelihood, physicians, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Now, let me say this. God is not against physicians. He calls himself the great physician, so he's not against physicians. He does say if you're sick, you need a physician. God is not against doctors. Amen? But this woman, she had, uh, there was an issue that doctors couldn't take care of. She'd been bleeding for 12 years. The life flowed. The Bible says that life is in the blood. She's losing her life. The life flows going out of her for 12 years. That's a long time to be dealing with this. And she spent all her money, had nothing left. Not only that, because she had this hemorrhaging, this, this, this bleeding, she was considered unclean. By the Levitical law, she actually had to separate herself. She's unclean. She could not be around people. So she's separated from her family. Can you imagine the sorrow and what was going on in her life? Had to be separated from people. Because if she being unclean, if she touched someone who was clean, they became unclean. So everyone stayed away from her. And, and here she is in the, this place that just human resources could not help her. The professionals had no answer. She'd spent all she had. But then the scripture says she heard about Jesus. How does faith come? By hearing. And when you look that up, it says by continually hearing. Hearing and hearing and hearing. you got to keep on hearing. In fact, you're to be a lifetime hearer of the Word of God. A lifetime student of the Word of God. It never stops. You never run out. You keep on hearing. So what was this woman with the issue of blood hearing? I believe she was hearing. There's one that is setting those that are unclean. She's, he's making them clean. I'm sure she was hearing could this be the Messiah? Is this the one we've been looking for? And she's hearing this information, and it starts to stir hope in, inside of her. First, the Word of God, when you hear it, brings hope. And then that hope moves to faith where you possess it and it's yours. So she's in the place of moving from hearing to hope to faith. You have a person, they're hopeless. They need the Word of God because the Word of God bring hope. You find a person, they're in hope, but they don't have faith. They need the Word of God because it'll bring faith to their hope. 
In John 8, 31, it says, So Jesus said to those Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings, and live in accordance with them, you're truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So you've got to know the truth. Be personally intimate with the truth. And that comes from abiding in the word and doing what the word says to do. So we continue in the word and obey it. So she hears about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. And immediately, I love this, immediately her flow of blood stopped. Immediately she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Twelve years she's going to doctors and trying to get this help. Immediately it stopped. Because faith in Jesus, faith, she acted in faith. And we're going to see what she did. Well, she actually, let me just say, she touched the hem of his garment. That's what she did. What was the hem of his garment? It's where these tassels hang down off the robe. And you find it in Numbers chapter 15. It talks about these tassels had a blue thread that went through it. They were blue and that blue meant the word of God. It meant to take hold of the word of God beyond anything you can see, feel, whatever. Take hold of God's word. Now, we think that she touched the hem of his garment. But when you look it up, she grabbed hold of that thing. She, she's coming up. She sees that. that she's grabbing it. <laughs> Excuse me. I lost my tassel. <laughs> my tassel's going in my pocket. Okay. Where was I? She grabbed it. <laughs> so this, this tassel reminded her of the word of God, what had been spoken. And, and as Jesus was walking, the, these tassels would swing. They're just swinging along, and she comes up, and she grabs hold one of them. She had been saying, and the scripture said, she had been saying to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. What was she doing? Faith has a voice. Faith has a voice. Faith itself. She wasn't around people much. And there's a whole lot of people you don't need to be speaking your faith to. Speak to yourself. How about you and God? How about you and your house, your spouse, your friend? But you don't need to go around broadcasting your faith to people who don't understand. But she was speaking it, saying this to herself, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And what did she do? She touched. And like I said, touch doesn't mean it means grabbed hold of the Word of God. There's a lot of people who want Jesus, but they don't want the Word. But you got to have both. It's her one. And she grabbed hold of God's Word and received. So you might belong to Jesus, but have you just attached yourself to the Word of God? And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you. And you said, who touched me? 
Think about this. The disciples are around Jesus. Everybody's bumping into him, touching him. And Jesus is going, who touched me? There was something different about this touch. What was the difference? It was a touch of faith. Somebody believed. It was a touch that we'll see in a second that power came out of him. Now, was this power available to everyone around him? Yes. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him, masters, multitude, throng, impress you. And you say, who touched me? Let me say something about her touch. There's a lot of people pressing up against him, but see, they weren't grabbing no, the tassel. They were standing up. This woman humbled herself before the word of God and humbly submitted to what God says as the final authority in her life. And she came in low, humbled, and took hold of that hem of his garment and power shot into her body. And bleeding stopped, and she was immediately healed. Humbly bow yourself before the Word of God and the Lord of glory. Whatever he says is final authority. Well, I don't like that, Pastor. I know. There's a lot of stuff I don't like in the book. <laughs> but I do it because he's the king. He's the master. And he always has his best welfare for us. It says, but Jesus said, somebody touch me, for I perceive power going out from me. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. And see, so when you read a couple of the different places, it, it sounds like Jesus didn't know who it was. I don't think he did first. But it said here that he looked around to see her who had done this thing. I believe the Lord said later, showed him, the Spirit of God showed him who it was because she said later, I'm not hid anymore. Jesus knew who this was. It was revealed to him. But it's interesting to me that Jesus didn't let it go. He could have said, bless you, and just let this thing go, but he didn't. He stayed on it for a reason. He stayed on it because he wanted her to share her story. Because he knew if she would share her story, it causes a strength within her to keep what God had given her. That there is an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But every time I share what God has done, it's strengthening and edifying and building me up to hold on and keep what he has done. Plus, he wanted others to hear. He wanted the people to hear what, what had happened because they brought glory and honor to God. Jesus walked this earth to bring honor and glory to God the Father. 
And here was the works of God being displayed and manifested. And it needed to be shouted from the rooftops. It needed to come forth. So your testimony needs to be told. Your story needs to be out there. Your story can change a life. And it can change your life. He wanted her to share it because he wanted others to be healed. He wanted others to be rescued. He wanted others to be delivered and, and made clean. He wanted others to know the saving grace was available to all. Because here's an outcast. Here's a woman cut off from society. Here's a one woman separated from friends and family for 12 years. If she can come and receive, if she can come and receive, then anyone can receive. So now back to Scripture. Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling. She knew she wasn't hidden anymore. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him, notice this, in the presence of all the people. The reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. What's she doing? She's telling her story of what the Lord had done in her life. She told it in the presence of the people. See, Jesus won her secret blessing to be told, to give glory and honor to God. He was inviting her to tell her story. He didn't dismiss it. He wanted it told. God had done something for her. Amazing how many people want to be blessed but have nothing to say having been blessed. Don't let your story be wasted or lay dormant. And yes, you, you tell it enough, you'll run into, like my family, you've told that a hundred times. I know. <laughs> that means you need some new audience. No amens there, won't you? Okay. You'll watch this front row. She told her story. She shared how Jesus had healed her, why she did this. And this is me personally. I believe she shared that Jesus was the Messiah. We don't know that from these scriptures. It doesn't say that. But I can look at Jesus' response. We know his response to her. Let's look at what he said. Because this, this is priceless. He, and he said to her, daughter. Oh my. This this outcast had just been adopted into God's family. Daughter. Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And the woman was made whole from that hour. See, her, his response was, cheer. And your faith has made you well. You're healed. You're blessed. And now me and you, we have a personal relationship with each other. 
Well, you talking about a turnaround. You talking about a huge turnaround <laughs> that happened to her. But I want you to see, it went beyond the physical healing. A lot of people want God's blessing without the relationship. Now, let me read this to you. This is the part that really hit home with me. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And the woman was made whole from that hour. So what? Now, hold it. She was immediately healed. She was immediately healed. But Jesus turned around. She was made whole from that hour. <laughs> she had 12 years of frustration and hurt and pain within her. But one touch from the master and her sharing her story, she was made whole. Hallelujah. Let me give you another story to help illustrate it. When ten lepers, they were calling out to Jesus. Jesus, have pity on us. And he turned to look at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And that's what you did in that day if you were healed. Go show yourself. And it says as they're walking along the way, they're healed. They had to act in faith. Nothing had changed. They're, they're walking to the priest and said, as they went, they were cleansed. But one of those ten said, I'm going back to Jesus. I'm going to back. I'm going to thank him. And he went back to worship and to honor Jesus. And Jesus said, where's the other nine? This was a Samaritan. This was a foreigner. He wasn't even part of Israel. Where's the other nine? And Jesus blessed him and said, and he was made whole. He had already been healed. He was made whole. What's that mean? Every place that he had been damaged by leprosy was healed and made whole. Those other people that walked, they were healed of the disease, but they still had damaged places. But this one, they came back and told his story and was blessed by the Father and by Jesus for sharing what God had done and being thankful, received wholeness. I believe an ear grew where leprosy had damaged it and destroyed it, and he was made whole. When you share your story, wholeness comes to you because you rightly remember who you belong to. You rightly remember the miracles. We've all had miracles. We've all had his, his hand of mercy in those stories. And it's easy to forget. But as you share those stories, something stirs on the inside of you and God is bringing wholeness to you. God is bringing healing to areas in your life you don't even know are broken. He's making you whole. He's blessing you. It's the grace of God. And we're carriers of his grace. And your story is so important. 
to be released. There's power in it. It's not only for the hearer. It's for us. It blesses us. I'm so grateful that Jesus didn't go, look, you come to me after you've been to 12 positions. There was no pre-interview healing session. What sin did you commit? I know you sin because sin comes because you broke the law and that produces sickness in your life. So everybody knew there's something, something happened. You know, what were you doing on the Sabbath last week? You know, he didn't do it. He accepted her just the way she is. And see, when we're telling our story, we become very acceptable of people because we remember what a mess, what an outcast. What a place of shame. What a place of guilt we came from. Because none of us measure up to the glory of God. Thankful for his unconditional love. Well, we're going to have a special time now. We're going to have some s stories told in here. Let's give Pastor Shauna a hand. And she comes. Let me do that. Do I have time? I've got time. I got to go and I didn't do the questions at the end. And uh, thank God for the Holy Spirit. I mean, Pastor Shauna. <laughs> She's been keeping me straight for years, her and Ellen Kay. Uh, okay, uh, questions at the end real quick. I want to give you these because uh, I went ahead and I, I put them in terms for us, kind of confessions, but the power of, of her story, your story, number one, she was a witness to others, prophetically declaring God will do it prophetically. This is for us today. I am a present-day witness to others, prophetically declaring what God has done for me and for others, he will do for you. Every time you share your testimony. Number two, she was built up and strengthened from sharing her story of what God had done and will do. I'm built up, I'm strengthened by the Holy Spirit when sharing my story of God's amazing grace and unlimited power in my life. Number three, she personally received from Jesus being made whole as she worshiped him by telling others what he had done for her. I'm personally blessed and touched by Jesus when I love, honor, and worship him by telling others my story of his unfailing love and mercy in my life. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662 890 1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.